Hey friends, Catlaw Hedquist here with a reminder that locally owned and artist operated bizbooks.net is still your best source for plays, acting books, scene books, teacher resources, and much, much more. And as you, like we, are clearly fans of Sabrina and YVR Screen Scene, we want to offer you 15% off your next purchase with the coupon code SCREENSCENE23. So come check us out at bizbooks.net, sign up for our newsletter, and follow us on social to learn what's new. And if you're in the Vancouver area, Watch out for one of our pop-up shops throughout the year to come say hello and shop in person. Remember, Screen Scene 23 promo code is only available at bizbooks.net for a limited time. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain on the Vancouver film and television industry and celebrate its beating heart, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Rani Firminger. When is a film festival not just a film festival? When it's a mirror, reflecting back our beauty and our joy and our struggles, when it's amplifying voices during a time when those voices are otherwise ignored or disenfranchised or something even worse, when it's a highly anticipated, wildly entertaining community event that draws film lovers and activists and even people who never ever go to a film festival except this one, they make time for every damn year. The Vancouver Queer Film Festival is one such film festival. VQFF is the second largest film festival in the city and the largest queer arts event in Western Canada. Its milestone 35th edition kicks off on August 10th with Stronger Together, a showcase of six remarkable short films celebrating the community's rich and multifaceted experiences. From there, it's a full throttle 11-day ride through 92 short and feature-length narrative and documentary films from 27 countries at venues across the city. That's huge. That's really big. I've got Charlie Hidalgo, the artistic director of VQFF's producing organization out on screen on the podcast today to give us his top picks and reflect on the last 35 years. But before we do, I want to acknowledge the importance of this juggernaut festival in this particular historic moment. I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the growing acts of hatred against queer people Yes, even here in quote-unquote safe and tolerant Vancouver. Recently, my child told me that they feel at once free to be themselves, but also constantly in danger. And my heart breaks because I want them to feel safe and free at all times and not have to fear that the next school to be targeted with angry protests against the Soju Club that they belong to will be theirs or wonder what the unhinged people waving transphobic and queerphobic signs from that overpass in North Van would do to them if our car were to break down and their truth would be discovered. I would also be remiss if I didn't shout out the importance of a festival like VQFF in fostering understanding, gathering community, and dispelling damaging myths during this watershed moment. Oh, and the joy 
We cannot forget the joy that swirls around VQFF. That's as important to amplify as all of that other stuff. So today we're going to talk about all of this, all of this stuff, all about Vancouver Queer Film Festival and get some hot tips from the artistic director of the producing organization himself, Charlie Hidalgo. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Oh, wow. You made it sound all so awesome. It is awesome. You know, to, to hear what I've, the way that I've described the festival, especially within the context of what's going on, like what is your immediate gut reaction to that description? I love it. I feel like it's it's pretty much um, what we how we see ourselves. Like we, we've been uh, questioning our our role in in this culture uh, moment and like things that are going on and and what what is it that we're bringing our, to our community with the festival. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely forward this this intro to my mom. She's gonna be proud. Let's talk about that role then. What role can and does the Vancouver Queer Film Festival play, especially during this time of increasing bigotry and intolerance? Well, um, I feel like there is there is the side um, to culture and to our audience, and there is the side to our filmmakers and our industry. Um, so we see ourselves as as a place where our community um, have uh, find each other, but also get to see themselves reflected, right and 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 the history of uh, cinema. These stories usually um, have not been told by people that are from our communities. And so this year we made um, a big effort to uh, only showcase stories that came from our community because we truly believe that um, the stories that we consume in our media inform the way our uh, society has uh, like the ideas they have of uh, our community, but also um, these stories shape the way we see ourselves. So um, we've, we, we've worked uh, together with the programming team to make sure that authenticity um, and joy um, are sort of like our North stars um, mm. and, and they are driving um, the decisions that we make. So and joy, can... sorry, did you you said joy is one of your North Stars? Yes. That's yes. fantastic to hear. Because we often don't see in a in a lot of stories from all marginalized communities, what we often see is trauma, you know, or in a lot of queer film, the coming out story or the, the forming of a family, but to also but we don't often get to see stories of joy, you know. And yes. so uh, that's what I love. I love that that is one of your your North Stars this year. Yes, unfortunately, even as queer filmmakers um, are continuing to portray our community and our stories in ways that are just legacy of the Hays Code or the, the Hollywood Production Code. Um, so yeah, we we are um, supporting and really loving the stories that are walking away from that. Um, mm -hmm. Those narratives that keep us either um, big. Uh, trauma that happened in our life and informed who we are 
or like the triumphant thing, like in nothing in between. So we're going for uh, a story that showed that queer and trans people um, can have very good lives, okay lives, and that even um, stories that deal with things that are a little bit heavy can be told in ways that are not going to depress you, but are going to empower you and uplift you or make you think about something. But yeah, we don't want to re-traumatize our audience. We want yeah. people to find joy and power uh, and new ways of, see of seeing ourselves um, through our program. I love that. And I, I also, I often think about joy too as a, as a form of resistance, you know, as one of the things, and it's one that we often, uh, we often don't, that we, we often neglect. Um, yeah. as, as far as the films that, um, that, uh, you folks received, not necessarily that you programmed, but, you know, were there any like trends um, or or themes that you, you noticed springing up among, you know, the submissions that you received, you know, this past year? Yes, there is some some things that have been in the water, I would say. Um, a recurring thing with um, sapphic content um, it was very hard to find um, stories about uh, lesbians that were not breakups. I was like, we, we oh. have a, a ginormous collections of breakups. So it, in fact, we embraced that point and, and we created a short film program that is um, sort of explores breakups from very different points um, and oh, situations. And we're gonna have a, a conversation about relationships after the screening, it's it's a it's a really sexy, fun, um, powerful, thoughtful screening. And I really hope that um, people come out and watch it because I feel it's gonna be a a really special night. We're gonna bring some chocolates and make it some like like group therapy <laughs> sort of thing. Um, I mean, yeah, somebody I mean, might have a meet cute that night, you know, maybe like you know, the people who have recently had a breakup, you know, go like go on their own to see a film there. And then all of a sudden, like this, they meet and this becomes like the a story that's told in another film down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, there, there is there will be a bit of healing and, and a lot of laughs. And, and I think um, there will be some some little wins. Um, across the night so so i hope that that would be um religion was very big um this mm. year on on you know not, not just religion but spirituality it seemed like a lot of us were trying to um think about uh how religion has shaped the way um we relate to our queerness or like how our journey to be okay with our queerness uh, has been. So that was a lot. And, and we have we have a, a few films that have to do with spirituality and religion. Um, the centerpiece, 1946, the mistranslation that shifts culture. Um, it's a phenomenal film. It's a Canadian premiere and I couldn't be more proud to bring it. Um, it's uh it's a, it's a film that has new revelation that casts significant doubt on any biblical basis for queer and trans prejudice. Um, the directors um, Sharon Rocky Roger, 
Um, and this film traces the origins of the Christian anti-gay movement back to 1946, when a dangerous mistranslation resulted in the first appearance of the word homosexual in the Bible. It's um, <laughs> it's a phenomenal film. I watched it uh, before it was finished. I was obsessed with it, and I I was tremendously grateful to be able to bring it to to Vancouver to Canada. Um, wow! So that's one that I that I really hope that even if you um, walk away from religion decades ago, like myself, or you are um, a not religious person. Um, at all. This film um, brilliantly uncovers how prejudice works uh, and how the systems are made to subjugate some people um, to certain roles and um, destinies. So I, I, I cannot encourage people more to come and see it. The director and the producer will be in town and we're going to be having a really good uh, conversation after the screening. Now, um, I feel like before we go any further, because this question has been presented to me uh, in the past uh, by people who are like, well, I'm not, I'm not a queer person. Can I go to the festival? And like my answer is like, of course you can go to the festival. But can can we on the record talk about like, you know, allies who want to want to come and and you know and watch films and the kind of the experience that awaits them? I think that that's a phenomenal thing to do. I I encourage even within our community to to like we need to watch films that reflect who we are, but it's important for us to also watch uh, films that are about nothing like us and and about you know uh people that that we love or friends or like just um it's it's very stories once you understand the story of a person you cannot care about them you know so if mm. is it's our stories the only thing that keeps us alive are our stories mm. that's it there's nothing as powerful as that. So if you want to understand and especially um, learn or um, hear about who we are, especially this year at BQFF, you'll hear it from the people who embodies the identities that these films are, are about. So, so you can come and hear it from us and, and receive truth and um, really had a great time. It's a, it's a wonderful collection of films that is, um, I'm sure uh, not only queer people will enjoy. Yeah, and uh, I will speak to uh, the the uh, cishet people. Queer people have been seeing they go to romantic comedies that feature Forever. you know straight stories <laughs> and stuff. So you know you can go and connect with what you're seeing on screen. And uh, you know and and it's it's narrative films and it's documentary as well um can, can we also let's can we can you describe because i've been to vqff uh, screenings in the past and they are very special can you talk about like describe like the vibe you know of the festival and maybe like some of the the things that you know you the interactions or experiences that you yourself have observed you know um these special moments you know from this festival so um this is my first time um, as artistic director of BQF, for the first, so first time with, with the festival. Um, I 
we've changed some things. So uh, for example, um, this year we are going to, um, every almost every screening will have a presentation, an introduction from a local queer or trans artist. Um, so they will be introducing the films. You have like five, eight minutes to laugh with them while you get ready uh, and 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 your seat and and what the screening gets started. And and the idea with this is one to make a, a um, more fun um, experience for our audience, um, but also we want to start knitting. Um, a network within our community and bring us together. We want to start seeing more and more support for our artists and for our filmmakers and for our community. I feel like if we all start being there for each other, the, the community in general will be stronger and hopefully, um, for example, uh, when the trans community is, you know, bombarded, the rest will be there. I, I dream, I dream of unity. I, I dream of of togetherness, and I hope that the festival can can be a, a space that that allows for those connections. So having these masters of ceremony that are uh, people who are very loved in the community, and and some people that are new and um, should be very loved by the community. So it's going to be this build up. Um, so so we're going to have that. We're going to have about 25 international filmmakers uh, in town presenting wow. the films and doing Q&As. Um, we're going to show them a, a great time. We want them to fall in love with Vancouver and, and with the festival and to come back. Um, so it's a great time to, to come out and, and meet them and talk to them after the screenings. Um, the opening and closing parties are going to be a uh, fun time with lots of food and, and, and performances. Um, so that's, that's going to be really lovely. Um, and Monday and Tuesday are going to be dark days. We're going to give our team and the audience a rest. Those are days that in general are always let the attendance is low. Right. Um, so we, we decided to go those dark days and have uh, busier uh, weekends. And then um, new this year is also that instead of finishing on Sunday, we're finishing on Saturday. It's closing night film is on yes, Saturday. Yes, good. Then, People can recover, get some sleep on the Sunday. Exactly, can have a good party and recover. And for those people who didn't have a lot of time or um suffer with FOMO and don't know what to watch. On the last day, uh, we're going to have the favorites of the festival will play uh, on Sunday. So oh, that's smart. people who can uh, maybe only uh, for uh, one day in time to go to the festival can can go that day. Um, so we'll try. Oh, we're trying okay. things. We're, we're sparking things up. And um, we're sure is that you will see um, lots of uh, filmmakers around and um, a very strong sense of, of community and togetherness. What advice do you have for people who have never been to the festival before and have no idea where to start, but they are 
eager to do so? Like, what is a good starting point? Uh, you know, uh, Opening Night is a beautiful collection of short films that will give you actually a taste of the feeling of the festival and the kind of content um, that you will find and how you feel. Um, Centerpiece, which we talk about, Closing Night is going to be a lot of fun. Um, the filmmaker will be here. Uh, the, the writer and the star will be here in town presenting the film. But I would say um, it depends on what you are into, right? Like it's it, it all depends. And the website should be suggesting things depending on, on what you're choosing. Um, Huh, I really love the program. Um, I think I think um, I'm gonna say if you are a BC lover, definitely go watch the local films. It's gonna be a great night, and they will be there. That is um, the Coast is Queer. Um, the Coast two- is Queer, right? Always sells out every year, so get your tickets. Uh- Tickets early for that because uh, I didn't in a years past and could not you get regret in. it. So I do. I regret <laughs> it. I absolutely regret it. Yeah, it sells out every year. And as you're saying, like that's a it's a showcase of local voices. When I talk about you know people holding up a mirror to our community, you know the community that is here um, and all the the challenges and the joys you know they are in. That's that's what. That's what the point of that particular program is, right? How many films are in this year's uh, Coast is Queer? Uh, this year has uh, four. Okay, and can, can you can you preview them for us right now? Yeah. Um, give me. Uh, sorry, I lost. Uh, here it is. I lost the the page. Let me open it. Yeah. Uh, so we have. Um, in the Costa Square this year, we have one film that is not uh, that is not directed by a BC um, filmmaker, but is written by a BC trans writer, and okay. um, it's a phenomenal film that I uh, find very important, and so it is included um, in the Costa Square. Um, we have also ESS scenes from uh, Romy Kim, who in drag is Skim. Um, it's um, it's experimental piece, and uh, somebody from the film will be closing the screening with a performance. So it's going to be... <laughs> wow! Yeah, we're going to have some performances too after screenings, which is, which is um, new. Um, we have a short film called Stay um, that features um, Kendall Gender. Um, we have um, Scaring at Night, which is the film um, by the trans uh, Vancouver filmmaker. Okay. Um, it premiered at TIFF. It's a wonderful film. We also have Tabanka. It's uh, a beautiful uh, film about discovering the power within um, and um, it's a genderqueer character. Um, And so those are the films that are um, in the, in the queers, the Coast is Queer uh, program. You got it, you got it, Coast is Queer. (laughs) 
uh, I'm not two, two, two short programs that I'm like particularly really excited about are, um, and I strongly recommend if you can go and catch them. One is talking about a revolution um, and it's a program about how marginalized queer bodies live through institution, institu oh boy, through All these institutional <laughs> violence oh, and um, in a conservative and patriarchal system. Wow. Um, and yeah, this, this is all powerful short um, by queer, trans and non-binary um, individuals who are reclaiming their bodies, resisting oppression and redefining power. Mm. Really incredible. Um, and the other short programs that I also would like to recommend um, is the experimental program called um, Cinema Nonconforming. Incredible films. So I, I absolutely would recommend those. Oh. Fantastic. Well, get your tickets very quickly uh, for all of those because they're going to sell out for sure. The, the festival, I mean, is very popular. Uh, and as I said, like I, there are people who I know who don't go to any other film festivals except this one. And then I'm, it's good that you're giving people a couple days of rest now because uh, <laughs> that's that's a tough that's a tough journey if you're not having any rest. Um, so this is the 35th birthday. I. Uh, Let's make like a wish list for, you know, what 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 role would you like to see the festival play, you know, in like the years ahead uh, in in this city and on this land? You know, like, let's make our like 70th anniversary wish list or something, you know, looking looking to the future. I love it. Um, I would love to see that the festival has the possibility to create opportunities for filmmakers to develop and new films to mm. be brewed here. Um, I would like for the festival to become an international hub where queer filmmakers from around the world can meet up and um, network and new co-productions you know could happen between Canada and other countries um, but I want PQFF to be the place where these things can happen um, I would love a whole day for art in the schools I would love to see mm -hmm. the schools to be able to have a day or two of coming and finding wonderful uh, content for youth um, and uh, I really would love for BQFF to have like an industry component that allows filmmakers to come for, for four or five days to learn and, and, and work with each mm. other. Um, just like you would do a tape for, you know, like I think queer storytellers are for the most neglected, you know, like there is no specific uh, funds or opportunities for us. Um, and because our voices or our stories are still possible to, to be told by non-queer people, you know, like, mm -hmm. like our fight is, is very uh, big. Um, and so 
I would love for us to find the ways in which we can bring those opportunities to our community. And then that's gonna take a lot of work, uh, but I think that is that is my dream for the organization. And if our audience comes out and watch these films, you know, like, and they support and they talk about them and we get people to start seeing the importance on, on these stories that come from our community. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're gonna see um, cultural change and I feel like we're gonna have better movies. Um, but yeah, um, being a filmmaker, being a storyteller, it's, it's extremely difficult. And also um, they are the change makers, the culture shifters. Um, so, so it's very important that our community um, comes and shows up and, and stay for the conversation and meet the artists. And, you know, um, that's the only way we can continue to make it happen and, and make it better and better every year. Yes. Fantastic. Well, happy birthday, Vancouver Queer Film Festival. <laughs> you, you don't look a day over 19, but you're 35. Um, Charlie, where can people go to buy their tickets, read the program, you know, and behold everything that this festival has to offer? Um, All the secrets are held at outonthescreen.com slash PQFF. Um, So there is is a whole program. If um, there are any questions uh, or anybody that needs, you know, uh, help with ideas for things to watch or like uh, uh, any technical issues to to please just um, send an email um, to our team uh, at info at rnscreen.com or box office at rnscreen.com and we will be there to help immediately. Um, we made sure that we had movies for everyone. Mm. So um, whoever you are and whatever kind of content you're looking for, most likely uh, you'll find it in this program. Um, so please, I hope you you take some time to explore it. And I hope we get to meet you at the cinemas. Fantastic. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. I appreciate you and the festival so much. And thank you, listeners. Thank you for your time with us today. The YVR Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Rani Mera Furminger, and it's edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Mariana Furminger for creating our Patreon ad, to Paul Furminger for technical support, and to Dane, not Furminger Devalet for the original music. But you know what, Dane? I've been saying it all this season, and I'm going to say it again today. You are a Furminger to me. Wild Bear Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Find us on all the socials at Wild Bear Screen Scene and Sabrina Arf on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts for free and at our home on the web at wildbearscreenscene.com. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! Hi friends, Kat Law Hayquist here and I'm excited to introduce you to thedramaclass.com. TheDramaClass.com provides online workshops and classes designed to provide inspiration and instruction in the sometimes overlooked areas you need to be successful in your acting career, things that they don't often cover in studio classes. 
Things like tax prep for actors, the power of costume in getting a job, what to do if you primarily work on camera and find yourself with a voiceover audition, what you can do to adjust your performance to the camera lenses being used, and so much more. Maximize your opportunities by filling in the gaps that will make your craft your career. Visit us at thedramaclass.com, sign up for our newsletter, follow us on social, and explore what will take you to the next level.